Welcome to Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League, presented by ChangeUp. I'm Owen Chadwick, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Johnny Maffey. Johnny, it has been an amazing week of baseball in the Futures League. We had the draft, we had the All-Star game, we had Carlos Pena on this podcast. It's been a great week of content for the FCBL. Yeah, we're back here on this Monday release date. I hope you enjoyed Carlos last week. He uh, he was so nice. He was so great. He was awesome. I learned a lot from him. And one thing I got to mention, I know you can't really see the back of Owen's head right now because he's wearing his hair wet, but I got a haircut. So we're not doing, we're not the mullet twins or whatever anymore. I never had a mullet. Owen's not a mullet. Colby has a mullet. That's a mullet. And I know, I know Brett was saying, uh, first off, thanks to Brett and Brad and everyone in New Britain. That was a great week. I know Brett was saying we both had mullets and Joe messes with us. I don't think they were mullets. No, I've seen a mullet. Colby Rush, shout out to him. Colby, our intern. Colby's he has a mullet. mullet. That's a mullet. At Rushmore Films, Colby Rush, yep. He has a mullet. We don't, and we will establish that now. And this especially, like. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also going to establish that it's time for the second half of the season, and the second half of season three of this podcast, we had Ryan Bagdasarian on for the New Britain Bees. He talked all about his experience of the All-Star game. He led off as a starter for the West team. Great to see him at the game, and now interviewing him on the pod. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with Ryan. We had a lot of fun at Nesson at the All-Star Game with Carlos Pena. It's a great week, and it's going to continue right into the second half. We're going to pollinate the second half. We are absolutely going to pollinate. We're going to sting it. We're going we're gonna to buzz into the second half. <laughs> Just a little beast humor for you. At 15 miles an hour. At <laughs> 15 miles an hour. Well, you'll find out about that in this episode. We're going to be done talking. We're going to get you this interview. So without further ado, we present our interview with Ryan Bagdasarian. Let's roll. At this time, we are honored to be joined by our next guest, who has been a crucial part of the lineup in New Britain this season and was a starter for the West team in the 2021 Futures League All-Star Game. It's Ryan Bagdasarian of the New Britain Bees. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to Back to the Futures. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Of course, we're really excited for this interview. And to get started, we just mentioned it. You were part of the 2021 All-Star Game, which was hosted by the New Britain Bees, and you were a big part of the festivities both days, Monday and Tuesday, cheering on your teammate Todd Peterson in the Home Run Derby. So how would you describe your overall experience with the All-Star festivities last week? Uh, you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. The, the league does a great job bringing everyone together um, creating two great teams with the top players in the league. You know, it's just great to see all different guys from different parts of the country, teams, you name it. Just meeting so many people around the league, it's, it's a really great experience. Um, you know, and, and doing that in the All-Star game is, is a great way to do that for us, to, you know, learn more about everyone and, and what our goals are or what our aspirations are later in life, too. So it's, it's all great. Yeah, it was certainly cool to see the sidelines, how each team was interacting with each other and whatever else. And we had you on our All-Star Selection show last week and briefly talked about your season, but we'll get into more of it here on Back to the Futures. You currently lead the league in runs at 30, and you are top three in average at 336 and hits at 38. What's it like to be so successful out of the gate? Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of like a one day at a time kind of thing. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a hard game enough. You can't really look at it as... You know, I go all for four with three strikeouts. You still have that next day to to flip it around where you can go three for four with a double and some RBIs. You know, it is it is nice to, to get off to that hard, um, that hot start, but it is still humbling to know that it is still possible to do bad. But you do have those opportunities to, to come back days after and, and still show out for your team. 
And, and you talk about that and we're getting kind of into the dog days of summer here. Well, when the weather would allow it, but what's it like playing obviously an even bigger schedule than we did last year because COVID cut it off. What's it like playing those 68 games and, you know, coming in and trying to be productive every day? Yeah. You know, it, it back to what I was saying, it is kind of that one step at a time. If you look at that big picture, it does look like a lot more than it is. But right now, I mean, if you told me I played 30 games or, or 15, it, it feel the same amount. It's just great to be able to have that opportunity to keep going out there and, and keep showing out for my team. Um, I'm, I do my best every day and I'm going to continue to do that for them. Yeah. It's a great mentality to have as a baseball player, you know, COVID took away some of that because we didn't get to play as frequently maybe in the spring, but, um, but it's certainly, you, you know, if you go over four, like you said, you just get right back to it. So speaking of COVID, this is your second year with the bees last summer was short. Like Owen said, what is playing for this organization meant to you? Yeah, it's awesome. You know, it's like it's my backyard. I mean, I've, I've been going to that stadium watching the Rodcats since I was, I don't even know how old. And, you know, for it to flip for a cir full circle for me to signing autographs for little kids, you know, looking up for us. You know, it's such a it's such a welcoming experience. Fans are awesome. They come out every game, rain or shine, doing their their best to, to cheer us on. And, and, and the little kids, you know, they they look up to us. You want to set that great example for them. It's just such a humbling experience. I, I have a great time with it and I'm just taking advantage of the opportunity I have now. And going back to however long ago it was, how did the bees originally contact you about returning to the team? I think they said something at the end of the season saying that they, they would love to have me back. They knew I had an extra year of eligibility for this spring. And I think Brad Smith, the owner uh, reached out to maybe my coaches or me or something. And were saying that they wanted me back. And I, I had no problem saying, yes, I'm, the, the, it's a great organization. They do a great job managing it. I'm happy here. I love playing here. I can't thank enough people for the opportunities I've been given, but you know, I just got to take advantage of those. And one thing that changed obviously from last season to this season is the coaching staff in the dugout. Your new manager is Donnie McKillop. What has it been like adjusting to the new coaches and what has it been like to work with Donnie? Oh, Don, yeah, Donnie's a, he's a great guy. He, he brings on a great show every day. You know, he's a great man. He does, he does awesome stuff for us. He brings that positive energy every day. It is that little bit of a switch from last year going from Ray to, to Donnie, but you know, both great guys, both know their way around the baseball diamond. They both know their knowledge. So it is fun. You know, you can just bring those two pieces together, kind of weigh them a little bit, but you know, playing for Donnie is great. It's so much easier I guess you could say it's it kind of feels a little more relaxed I guess but it's still that competitive wanting to win mentality so the coaching staff's new but some of the players are the same what's it like being back with Todd Peterson and Zach Donahue and, and some of the other guys you you tore it up with last summer yeah I, um, they're great guys I was fortunate enough to meet them my last fall when I was at UConn when they were freshmen their characters they, they bring great energy they're like brothers to me I have a great time taking the field with them they love being there we all love playing together so it, it's just a great great experience great uh, atmosphere at, at, in New Britain. And so one of your other teammates Alec Rich leads the league with 19 stolen bases you're right behind with 16 are you guys competing for that and what's it like do you, do you get the sign do you have a green light how does that work? Yeah, uh, Donnie will give us a sign or he'll, he'll just tell us first pitch, you know, we don't want you staying at first a long time. I mean, there's a reason why Jake Hyde is so high in RBIs. Uh, Alec and I are always on second base or, or on first base or third when when Jake's hitting. So uh, we do a great job for, for our teammates to 
to hit with runners on base. Hopefully we can just keep it up and, and we have a great time with it, Alec and I, yeah. Yeah, Jake definitely owes you guys some something at the end of the year, a medal, a cake, something. <laughs> yeah, no, we were we were talking in the uh, all-star game because he was on second and I, I was up. I ended up striking out, but it would have been probably one of the only times I would hit him and other than him always hitting me in. But, you know, it, it's awesome. We have a great time with it. it. It's a great, great atmosphere. And you're sporting a 1,000 fielding percentage this year in the league, and you've also sported that a couple times during college. How much pride do you take in your defense? Yeah, you know, defense wins championship. One-run games, they can come down to little plays like that. I take a lot of pride in it. I, I obviously bring my best every day. Defensive work has always been more smooth, more routine for me. I've never been the best hitter till later in my career, but I, I do take a lot of pride in it. My dad and I, uh, he's hit thousands of fly balls to me, weighted vests, ankle weights, anything, uh, just to get those top jumps and, and to build that arm strength. Yeah, you hear guys, you know, training at the plate all the time with the weighted bats and stuff. That's interesting that you do it with the weighted vests and stuff. So how does that work when it's when the fly balls come to you? Do you have to like crawl to get to the ball with the vest on? Like, I think it's like a maybe like a twenty pound vest, fifteen pound vest, and he goes from one foul pole and I stand in the other one, and he just hits me fly balls and I chase them for I don't know how long, maybe a half hour, then take the vest off and and see how I feel uh, running, and, and it's crazy, man you feel so much lighter after taking that thing off. You, you get the best jumps. It's awesome. Yeah, I can only imagine. And you will not be taking the field today. We're recording this on Sunday. Comes in another unplanned off day with the rain. So how do you adjust to so many, you know, delays and cancellations and whatever else with the weather and make sure that you're staying ready for whenever your next game may be? Yeah, I mean, we, we've had it twice this week. We did a show-and-go doubleheader in Worcester. I think we only got like two or three rounds in the cage maybe, and then we did yesterday with Westfield. I think I only got a round in the cage. Uh, you know, I, I kind of just take that loose approach, you know, kind of treat my at-bats as if I'm only going to get so many of these today. So I got to take pride in those pitches that I swing at and just take advantage of it. It is hard, you know, getting the body warm at, at such short notice, but – uh, you do whatever you can, and, and you just hope for the best. All right, we're moving away from baseball for a short little segment here. It's called B Trivia. It's created by myself. You ready for a couple B Trivia questions? Yeah, I'll give it my best. All right, how fast can bees fly? I, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 miles an hour? You're close. It's 15. Second oh, wow. question. Who leads the bees? in hit by pitches this season i think i do maybe that's correct I, you I do have, with 10 i have 10 yeah that's i, I was leading the league for you can't get bit. out of the way <laughs> i don't know man I, I i get hit a ton at school i get hit a ton when i was at uconn i, I don't know it, it just happens i guess all right and third of four questions how many wings do bees have four Yep, that's correct. Really? Two for three here. Oh, let's go. Yep. And the final question, that's something I learned this morning myself. <laughs> and the final question is, so Owen and I have been trying to get creative with the B, I think metaphor would be the word. What's your favorite B metaphor when you hit a baseball very hard? Do you want us to say you sting the baseball? No, you guys had the, you guys had or you that pollinate one. The, the baseball. Yeah, yeah, the pollinate the baseball. Yeah. <laughs> There, there has been the, the sting uh, 
phrase going around in the clubhouse a little bit with us. But when I saw you guys post that that short clip on your story about uh, about the bees pollinating, I, I, I lost it out. That was awesome. So creative. Before we continue pollinating with Ryan Bagdasarian, we want to share a message from our friends at 78 Sports. Do you have kids playing baseball or softball? We all know practice time is limited, especially here in New England, not to mention the cost of lessons and cage time can add up quickly. Save yourself time and money by giving your kids what they need to work on their game at home. Our friends at 78 Sports can help you put together the perfect at-home training setup. Whether you want to start small with just a tee and hitting net or looking to set up a full cage with turf and a pitching machine, they have you covered. The team at 78 Sports has designed and installed hundreds of home and commercial sports training facilities. So let them help you plan the perfect setup for your space. Visit the 78 Sports website at 78sports.com. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. For a limited time, just by mentioning Back to the Futures, you'll receive a 10% discount off your order. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. Now, back to all-star starter Ryan Bagdasarian. All right, so you guys are looking to pollinate this second half. We'll move back to baseball a little bit here. So as a D3 player, you know, you don't get as much exposure as, as some of the D1 guys you play with. How do you take advantage of things like the All-Star game, the Scouts A, and even, you know, being on Nesson in a couple weeks? Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of had some of those experiences last year with some scout days. I've, I've done some in the past when I was at UConn. You got to take advantage of those moments. You don't only get so many of them. And if, if you mess them up, I mean, that might be your only shot. So, you know, and, and with that All-Star game, you meet so many people from all different parts of the, for the, from the country and, and different schools, you know, division one to division three, but we're all the same. You know, we're all, we're all out there competing, having fun, just playing the game we love. It is great to see all different types of people from different walks of life, just playing a game that we all like to play together. So it is cool to, to bond over those experiences. Yeah. So when you have success and then you see a bunch of kids from all around the country, is it like a wake up call or does it just give you some confidence? Like, Hey, I can hang with these guys. Yeah, it is. It is that, that hang. I can, I can hang with these guys, you know, as a division three player, I, it's not really, I don't really look at it like that. It's more that I can, can play competitive baseball for as many years of eligibility as I have. Uh, I've had the opportunity and, and I tried to walk on at UConn. Fortunately, it didn't, it did not work out, but you know, I'm still playing college baseball and I'm still doing the same things that these division one players are doing. And, and I have no problem putting Eastern or myself on the map saying that I can still do this or we can do this. Yeah. And you talk about, you know, putting people and teams on the map, you certainly put yourself on the map at Eastern. You hit 279 double 16 RBI. We had Luke Broadhurst on a couple episodes ago, and he said he credited part of the success for the Warriors as unfinished business. Would you say that you're in the same boat there? Absolutely. I mean, we had every opportunity we could have. We just didn't we didn't close out games. Uh, you know, the the LEC championship we lost on a on a walk off two run home run. You know, that that hurts. And, and we tried to bring that that uh, unfinished championship mentality into regionals. Fortunately, we went to and screw there. So, you know, we had we had the grasp of what it's like. Hopefully next year that that's where that unfinished business mentality comes in, where we want more than that. We want to win that LEC championship. We want to win that region. We want to go to the, the World Series. So that's what helps with this season. You know, it's a huge stepping stone for, for players like me or for Luke, knowing that we can still compete at, at this high of a level. Um, and we just got to bring that same mentality back to the, to the spring season. 
Yeah, you can certainly see the hunger you guys have with the num- some of the numbers you're putting up. You also have some other teammates around the league. Where does it rank in one of your favorite parts of summer ball with playing with your teammates, playing against your teammates? Oh, my. It, it's honestly it's honestly one of the best feelings ever. We played Norwich two days ago, three days ago maybe, and my roommate's the catcher, Matt Malcolm, and I talked to him during my at-bats, after my at-bats, when I cross home, you know. He's he's a great guy to me. He's one of my best friends. You know, stealing bases on him, he gets pissed, or or me catching one of his fly balls, you know, he wants a hit out of it. And I do feel feel bad for him because I do want to see him succeed too. But, you know, I can't I can't just be giving stuff away if if I'm gonna be looking bad for it. it it's so fun, you know, facing some of our bad or some of our pitchers from Eastern. It, it's a great a great experience, you know, smiling, haul it bad, joking, laughing at first, second base. It's so fun to just to have the guys come around and, and to compete against each other. So obviously there's a bunch of stats, there's a bunch of attention on social media or or on the blue frame broadcast, and there's there's a bunch of buzz, uh, no pun intended, um, with summer ball, but how is that compared to fall ball when you're competing against your teammates obviously like five days a week in d or four days a week sometimes in d3 yeah um i guess this is kind of more competitive because you see more of that high like personally from eastern we don't see that consistent 88 to 94 every day you know you do drop down to 80 but then you can run it back up to 88 so you know it is it is a really great experience right now to face that that top pitching and, and bring that into the spring, you know, we're, we're going to do our best our can, you know, we got to replace some, some holes, but we're going to do a great job filling them. And so back to high school a little bit and sort of asking you about your transition to Eastern, you were uh, a captain at Glastonbury high, your three year starter. So you ended up at UConn and stores. How'd you end up at UConn uh, Avery point and then to Eastern? Yeah, so I played those three years at uh, at Glassbury High. I had a great time. Met some of my best friends uh, that senior summer. Yeah, I played for the Connecticut Capitals uh, in Hartford. Then I, I had a pretty solid summer, and I was like, "Oh, I'm like just gonna give up the game. I I think I'm done with it." And I was just going to go to the Hartford branch. Then I was in touch with the Avery Point coach, and I was asking him for a tryout or a workout and that ended up falling through. So I attended there for two, two years. My first year I batted like three ten or something and then worked with uh, Matt Harvey's dad, Ed Harvey. He was one of, he was the hitting coach. He pretty much changed my whole game. He, he switched my whole swing. Pretty much everything about my career now has been built from him because I was never, average hitter I was never a power hitter I always had the defense but the the offense uh, was kind of a struggle so I had a a solid batted like 340 that sophomore year with some home runs and doubles and I said hell with it I'll I'll just try to walk on at UConn my uncle was is as close with Jim Penders he was going to give me a shot that junior fall I yeah I was at UConn trying out and then in the spring redshirted I was like, all right, you know, it sucks, but, you know, I'm working hard for this. I, I'm a walk-on, you know, I, I didn't expect this to even happen. Uh, so I took what I, what, what I was given and I kept working. I went back in that fall and they said that, you know, something's kind of tough right now. Some spots are full. So, you know, I was 
I was like, all right, you know, I, I've been to this once. I, I appreciate every opportunity you guys have given me. You know, I, I can't thank you guys enough. And and then fortunately, uh, that spring, that COVID spring, I uh, I attended Eastern and and only played I think like five games. And then that summer was the first B summer. Yeah, that's a. I mean, it's a crazy story, and it seems like you're having fun at Eastern, and everything seems uh everything happens for a reason, I guess. Um, exactly. Can you get a little more technical with what what was going on with uh? Ed Harvey, Matt, Matt Harvey's dad. Um, How did you turn into, you know, batting for power now, getting get more extra base hits, stuff like that? What, what was he changing? Yeah, so I guess when I was more in high school, my stance was more herky-jerky, more movements, I guess. And he pretty much just simplified everything. There's no pre-stance movement at all, usually in my swing. He helped me develop a two-strike approach, get wide, just shoot the ball the other way. He kind of just homed in that it, it, it's easier than you think it is, but it, obviously it's still hard. Uh, he tried to just make it as simple as possible. Um, you know, he, his son was a, was a top pitcher in the MLB. He's been around those guys. He knows what those hitters can do. He said he would just break down film and watch what, what, what hitters would do, and that's how he, he would uh, get his knowledge. So he would just feed that knowledge straight to us, and, and it worked. Sometimes, you know, there's those, those moments where – where you think something's going right and it doesn't and you got to go back. But, you know, he, he really helped change my career and I, I can't thank him enough for everything he's done to put me in this position. Yeah, that's an incredible mentor to have and someone that has had a certainly provided results for you. So that's awesome. And going back to UConn Avery Point for a sec here, your team won the JUCO Division II regional title. Then you won the East District Championship. And you also played a game in the national tournament. So what was your experience like overall at UConn Avery Point? Oh, it, it's unbelievable. I, I still talk to some of those guys that I, uh, that I played with in those seasons. Uh, one of my teammates, Joe Nemchek, he was a pitcher uh, my freshman year. I met him at uh, Avery Point. He ended up uh, tearing his UCL on the mound in Enid, Oklahoma. But it's so cool just to, to reconnect with him, you know, be able to take the field with him again. When, when he tore it, I thought he was done, you know, just to see him him strive and, and drive to, to keep playing. You know, it shows a lot about him. But those kids at that Avery Point, uh, they were dogs. You know, we, we just went out there every day. We didn't have the best facilities or, or field or or equipment, but, you know, we still played and, and we still competed and showed that we can, we can compete at that high of a level. So uh, have you, or I don't know how to put this lightly, have you or one of your friends ever driven a golf cart into a pond? Yes. Yes. <laughs> one of my, one of my best friends, uh, my senior year of high school, we were, uh, we were at Minnetra golf course. It's in Glastonbury. Uh, we were on the eighth hole. It's an Island green. We were racing carts in the street. Our, mine, mine and my, my buddy was sitting next to me. I think mine and had a little bit more juice than his. So we were winning. He, uh, he went down like a little bit of an embankment and uh, he couldn't stop and ended up crashing it into the, uh, into the pond. Yes. He loses clubs too. Uh, his clubs were in the back, but uh, the front console, the, they all filled up with water. He luckily grabbed his wallet and phone, but some guy actually oh watched God. it happen from his deck and picked and grabbed his car with a rope and, and towed us out. It was unbelievable. <laughs> That's crazy. That's something I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Nothing like a civilian assist right there. <laughs> yes. 
Before we buzz back to our interview with Ryan Bagdasarian, we want to share a message from our friends at on-demand storage. Are you tired of living in clutter? Do you need more space around your home or office? Are you sick of visiting your self-storage unit? Does your business need a way to securely and conveniently store excess materials? On-demand storage will pick up your items directly from your location and put them in storage for you. When you want something put back, give us a call and we can deliver it back right away. We bring convenience to the outdated self-storage process. Visit ondemandstorage.com and submit an inquiry. During sign-up, mention the Futures League and receive 50% off your storage pickup. Once again, that's ondemandstorage, all one word, dot com. Now grab some honey because we're back to our interview with Ryan Bagdasarian. All right, and then one more question before quick hits here. Message to Bees fans. Thank you guys so much for, for coming out every day. You know, you guys do a great job uh, supporting us and being there for us. You know, I, I wish we could obviously win more and, and provide more for you guys, but obviously we're, we're doing our best and we'll continue to do that to, to show out for you guys. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting second half and we're excited to get started. And we're also excited to move on to our final segment. It's called Quick Hits. It's presented by Zephyr, the official on-field hat of the Futures League. Zephyr, high quality and innovative design since 1993. So Ryan, we got a couple more questions for our audience to get to know you better. Is that cool? Absolutely. All right, let's do it. Favorite teammate in the FCBL? Uh, I would have to go with my man, Luke Broadhurst. There has been some some talks that he, he may come back, so um, we are extremely excited for that. Um, obviously, don't want to rush anything. You know, he's got to take his time, get 100%, but I would love to take the field with him again before, before the spring or, or, or the fall, yeah. Yeah, Luke's had an amazing year, and we certainly hope he comes back healthy very, very soon. And how about favorite one ballpark that you've played in and then one of you attended as a fan? As a fan, I've attended PNC Ballpark. It's in Pittsburgh. It's a beautiful stadium. Got to watch McCutcheon play there. The atmosphere is great. Looking over the batter's eye, you can see uh, the beautiful bridges that are that are in the background. Um, it's an unreal experience. Uh, and then one of my favorite ballparks I've played in, uh, one of the top that I've definitely played in is University of Richmond. Uh, it's a turf field, beautiful area. Uh, has a spider in center field. There's a ton of nice features. You know, they have brickwork and everything around the outside of the stadium. Dugouts are beautiful. Everything about the place is nice. Yeah, those are two beautiful stadiums. And then how about a sports stadium or sporting event that's on your bucket list? I would absolutely love to go to a home run derby or, or even even a Super Bowl. I, I'm, I'm a, I love football. I'm a huge football fan. Any, any, any huge sport, uh, sports championship I'd love to attend, you know, World Series. I did get the I think I went to an ALCS game when Yankees played uh, Astros at Yankee Stadium like game three it was absolutely insane in Yankee Stadium we were in the in the bleachers and it was probably one of the most unforgettable experiences of my life you just you just went to a home run derby (laughs) yeah yeah but even that experience you know I I hadn't been a part of that you know see it right up close like that It, it is cool yeah, it was certainly a fun couple of days at the All-Star game. And I think you just alluded to it, but how about favorite big league team and big league player, whether it's current or historical? Um, yeah, I, I love the New York Yankees. I, I was raised a Yankees fan, and I, I wore number 13 because I was a huge Alex Rodriguez fan. I, I obviously understand the, the whole the whole steroid thing. But I, I don't know. I love the guy. He, he did a great job. Uh, I used to love when, when he was with Jay uh, – <laughs> with J-Lo, but unfortunately that didn't work out. I thought they were a great power couple. Uh, some of the interviews when he was younger saying that he would 
love to date her when uh when he was still in the league you know it's funny to see him come back and and end up being with her but you know yeah he he made a statement and and made it his mission and mission accomplished in that department (laughs) yeah and then so alex rodriguez obviously a player you just named but is there anybody else that you may have modeled your game after from big leagues i i wouldn't say modeled I, i would just more inspire or aspire to be as good as them you know obviously I'm still here, not there, but, you know, just trying to model your game after those top athletes, you know, see what they do, how they go about their business is, is something that you definitely want to pick up on. Yeah, definitely. And so when you're in New Britain, what's your walk-up music? It's a song called uh, What the Price by Migos. I, don't, uh, I love Migos. They, they have some great songs. You know, it just gets me in a, in a good mood, you know, thinking thinking simple, you know, just trying to catch a fastball or, or pitch out over the middle and, uh, you know, do some damage. Yeah, it seems to be one of those at every game from Migos. And are you superstitious on game day or throughout the season? Absolutely. You know, I, I tried to tried to park in the same spot. I tie my shoes the same way. Try to wear, you know, the same sliding shorts, underwear, BP tops, almost anything I can think of that I've done the night before. Uh, I, I try to do the same. I've been big on, on the Bang uh, energy drinks now. I got, I had one. And I went like five for five. And now ever since I'm like, oh my God, I got to drink it every game. And I guess it's been doing pretty well. So, uh, you know, there, there are those, those superstitions, uh, but it's just part of the game. It makes it more fun, you know, trying to make it think that, that those really do help you out. I think they do. I'm a big believer in them. And I'm not even playing and I park in the same spot, like when I go yeah. to Nashua or Brockton or somewhere. With the new NCAA rules, you got to get Bang to, to sponsor bags. Absolutely. Need them. <laughs> They're great. Uh, when you're going to a game as a fan, what's your favorite ballpark food? I personally am not a huge hot dog guy. I know some people are. Uh, I saw how, uh, the, the episode How It's Made. I used to love <laughs> hot dogs. Uh, after I saw it, looked like they, it looked like poop coming out of a tube. Uh, I stopped eating them. But I, I could always crush, you know, two or three uh, ballpark cheeseburgers. Definitely. And are you a bubblegum guy or sunflower seeds guy? I'll do both. Usually during the game, I, I used to be huge gum seeds. I don't know what happened. I guess I just didn't have access to them anymore. I stopped buying them. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll do both. You know, uh, cracked pepper, David seeds are, are undefeated. And, you know, you can, you can never go wrong with some big league chew or double bubble. Absolutely. There's plenty of double bubble to go around in New Britain at the all-star game. And last question of the quick hit segment presented by Zephyr. What's your favorite all-time baseball memory? Uh, one of the top that, that I, that I really enjoy uh, uh, just remember is from our senior night, you know, uh, one of our starting pitchers, he's one of my best friends. He ended up pitching at uh, Fairfield playing at Fairfield. He pitched that senior night. He didn't have his best stuff. It was like the bottom of the seventh, I think. And I hit a walk-off single to, to help carry the boys to, to win. Uh, you know, it was, it was just a great feeling for me to help pick up some of my teammates that didn't have their best stuff that day. It, it is great to, to have that opportunity in that position to, to do some, some damage. It actually is crazy, too. The ball I hit. Uh, to center field actually turned out to be one of my roommates at Avery Point. We, he, he was from Berlin. He's a great friend of mine. And it is really, really crazy how that, that it does come full circle like that, where I do end up meeting the kid and becoming best friends with him after beating him in, in his face. Yeah, it's a small world and, and mm-hmm. you never realize it until it hits you in the face. Like, <laughs> It's unbelievable, you know, and, and, it, and it happens so fast. You meet so many people, so many 
so many different places everywhere. You know, it, it's awesome. It really, it really is a great time. Yeah, hundred percent. And Ryan, that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck with everything. And we can't wait to see you and the bees buzzing into the second half of the season. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Um, I really appreciate it. It's a great time. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks Ryan. Good luck. Thank you. And this has been episode 20 of season three of back to the futures, the official podcast of the futures collegiate baseball league. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon.